This is Four Network. Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is Wrestling Death and is scheduled for one hour. Maybe more. It has no real time limits making their way into your ears. First, from a place called Garniston, he is the Pyramid. Margaret Eri Fiend coming out. You stick on, stick that big lead, red light bulb bone for a fiend. And his partner, Fader Top End of Stevenson. Honky Tonk Man's going to take the bump for this. He's going to bump for it. I'm going to take the bump for you. I'm going to take the bump for you. Welcome to Wrestling Daft. It's the last week without Rab and Gradle. Their suspension due to a violation of Wrestling Daft's wellness policy ends next week. And trust me, to get in the wellness policy or break the wellness policy of Wrestling Daft, you need to do some nasty, nasty shit. So uh, they'll be back next week. So let's start that Jericho countdown clock. That means you're stuck with me, producer John, for the last week. And I welcome once again my tag partner who's been holding my hand for the last couple of weeks, fellow wrestling Mark. He's bigger than the X-Elf's ratings at the weekend. It's Big Alex. How are we, John? It's it's nice to be compared to something positive this week rather than Tessa Blanchers and Big Show's yeah, diaper in the previous don't weeks. Don't worry, we're going to, we're going to get to the negative very, very soon. <laughs> uh, good week of watching wrestling, Alex. Oh, it's not been too bad. It's been quite uneventful. I think we've all got a little bit too used to a pay-per-view being every Sunday now, really, haven't we? Like, I know. Is either something on TV or there's something local. So this is, it's been a quiet wrestling week, I'd say. Been highlights of the wrestling week. Well, I guess we'll get into that. We'll get into that. We'll get, we'll get into, into that, that when we do uh, Buddies or Putovers a bit later on so on the show this week we have one time ICW Zero G champion three time tag team champion the one the only Davy Blaze stroke Davy Boy uh, what we're going to do is getting Davy in we're going to look at it into sort of tag team wrestling I quite like the idea of looking at into tag team wrestling the psychology behind it how a tag team works how they come together we should also figure out which name he wants to use yeah we should work out that before he gets he's a big laddie now Davy Jesus have you seen his Twitter? Someone, someone say he's related to Arnold Schwarzenegger in some way, so you don't fuck with that man. No, you no, it, fuck with he that is man. in that gym all the time if you check it out. So we'll do your buddy or putovers later on. On the list of wrestling daft, it's Valentine's Day, love is in the air. So we thought we'd look at the best love angles in wrestling. It's, it's funny when you search Love Angle on Google that it just comes up with really, really weird results mm. of what Kurt Angle's been doing with this weekend, <laughs> you know? Uh, and we'll also get into the news, everything's been happening in wrestling, that with Sports Kida journalist, the one and only Gary Casty will be with us. But as usual, let's kick off with your correspondence from last week. Uh, and first, let's start off with a mean tweet, will we? Thanks to Jason Fullerton, thank you Jason, who says... Hope Rab and Gradle return soon. These two posh boys hosting just now are honking. Well, well, I mean, the one thing I take issue with that is being called posh. Is, you know what I mean? I'm like a fucking chukter for Aberdeenshire, you can. So, well, I've it's given, weird. I have to say, Alex, I've actually given up my uh, croquet lesson tonight to come and do this podcast. So. Oh, I forget you do croquet on a Thursday, yeah, yeah, so don't if, you? Yeah, absolutely. Yes. As, as long as you get to do the polo on the weekend, John, everything will be okay. No, that, 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 listen, I'm, I'm glad. So, yeah, Jason, you're quite right. We are, we're too posh for this podcast. So, um, pass the Prosecco over, will you, darling? Um, <laughs> oh, champagne, darling. We don't oh, sorry, champagne. Oh, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks to Brian, who is asked to check on Rab. We actually should really check on Rab because... 
He's not been seen since the WWE stock tanked. And he does and have two two lovely new children new to look after as yeah, well. So his so. wings need shoes, so we better check on Rab. He will be back next week with Grado. I do promise you that. Now, did you see this spot from an American wrestling show? which has been doing the rounds on Twitter. We shared it on the Wrestling Daft Twitter. Basically, this nutter is in a shopping centre and jumps from two storeys up and does a crossbody into the ring and the guy's below. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't understand the ins and outs of taking, especially like a crossbody from a top from the top mm. rope. And do you know what I mean? How that all works. I've got a rough idea. But surely, if you're doing it from 10 foot up in the air. But the problem is he didn't go for the pin. <laughs> I was a schoolboy error in my opinion if you see he actually did the cross body and then did go for the pin yeah, like come a, on like, it's like a 10 times cross body you know what I mean That's, yeah, exactly. you're never going to do a better cross body than that exactly it was actually Pablo's photo horror that sent in that clip to us thanks very much Pablo he's always a great correspondent on the show a um, lot of responses that after we put that up Kyle Customs 2018 who you need to check out on Twitter he makes the most sensational wrestling figures like he's just done one of Bret Hart and um, one of Razor Ramon Really, really good. So, Kel Customs 2018, check him out on Twitter. Uh, he can imagine some junkie doing that off the top tier at the St. Enoch Centre into the security guards. We maybe shouldn't have shared that in a, a Scottish based wrestling podcast Probably because not. someone is going to take inspiration from that and do it from the top of St. Enoch Centre. Well, I mean, I've seen a couple of the ICW boys do it from the from a balcony in the, at garage. the garage. Yeah, yeah. I, I've yeah. also seen one of my friends, I'm pretty sure, throw a shoe at one of the guys. Right. And I'm pretty sure he got escorted out quickly after that. So, uh, yeah, don't show, throw things at wrestlers, especially not from a balcony. And don't jump off of balconies at shopping centres. Scott Kirkwood uh, is doing his bit for local shopping in Scotland. He says, uh, if this happened at the Falkirk Cowgate Centre, the high street would be much busier. <laughs> so thanks for that, Scott. Doing your bit for local shops. Um, bring the high street back, John. Yeah, bring it back. Bring the high street back. Uh, shout out to Martin McDade, who pointed out uh, the commentators did actually mention the 24-7 title when Drew faced Mojo on Raw last week. I, kind oh, of, I buried that last week because I thought Drew should have won the 24-7 title, but apparently it was mentioned. So my bad. Sorry, Martin, you're quite right. Last week, we got into the random thing of looking for the biggest heels in kids and TV uh, shows. Uh, Greg Clark got in touch to say, surely it was Zelda from the Terrorhawks. I get it. I think, I think Beyond I'm, before your time. Yeah, yeah, See, Zelda. Zelda to me is a positive, a positive word, not a negative That's word. That's because you're a big gaming geek as well. And, and Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Can't uh, forget Sabrina the Teenage who Witch. Was the, who was the heel in Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Oh, no, there was just a character called Zelda. Oh, all right, all okay, okay. Uh, Ricky Boy on Twitter says, Mumra from the Thundercats. Yep, that, like that, that I do. That is proper right. heel. That he's is right. proper heel. Uh, Lee is uh, playing catch-up on wrestling, Dad. And he says, one of the biggest heels on kids' TV was definitely Diesel from Thomas the Tank Engine, right? Then he's just actually said, what a cunt. <laughs> it's a bit harsh on Diesel, I feel. That uh, is but, the diesel of Tom Thomas the Tank Engine and not the wrestler. But, but I mean, he was also slowly polluting the environment with his horrible, horrible diesel. So if true. anything, he definitely deserves to be slain in 2020. You know. you know what I mean? We should have green, the, did, the face. He, he did the, the job train. on Percy, you know. <laughs> How could he be forgiven for that, you know? That Gordon and Diesel tag team against Percy and Toby. Who would forget those dreadful moments in Thomas the Tank Engine? Um, Scott has agreed with you, however, Alex, and he has simply put a gif of the demon headmaster. Exactly. Yeah. We all thought our headmaster was the demon headmaster yeah. and we're all horrend horrendously disappointed to find out they were just another person. So yeah, if you want to keep them coming, kids, TV, film, heels, please do do that as well. We'll give you all the details really soon. Uh, love the fact uh, Alistair Dunlop, an early contender for Listener of the Week because he really, it makes me happy, Alistair, because <laughs> this is the third time he's been in touch. I suggested a couple of weeks back, what if wrestlers 
met bands or artists, right? And I asked for a couple of things on Twitter. Alistair has just come back again. He had a couple of belters last week, and he's outdone himself this week. Um, so we've got the dropkick Buddy Murphys. Right, right. First of all, yeah, I know remember, remember all the ones of mine you cut from a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, One yeah. of mine's was dropkick Murphy. So, right. I mean, I'm putting that out there. That I'm, I'm just gonna, that's not original material. Yeah, but I'm just going to actually slight that one because actually, obviously... Uh, Buddy Murphy's just dropped the buddy now, so we'll have to just call the top <laughs> yeah, exactly. Murphy's now, right? Uh, Ram Steiner Brothers. That I, I, is good. Yeah, that is good. That's, That's good. good. That's very good. ACDCT. Okay. Ah, Come easy. on I mean, now. It's only going to get over and, one podcast, and this and is the right podcast for that to get over. He ticks every box because we've got the Funaki mention of the week with the fun Aki loving criminals. I, I think we just need to give him an award start, for that. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, now, we don't have a mod doing a wrestling catchphrase this week. However, we have a girlfriend doing wrestling catchphrases this week. But is it still his girlfriend after he's made him do a wrestling catchphrase? That's the real question. It is a very good question. So thanks to Ross for sending us in this. Everybody's got a price. <laughs> so that was his girlfriend, Claire. Doing the Million Dollar Man. I, I, I don't think Ted DiBiase is going to be overly stoked about that, to be honest. I think he might take a little bit of issue and complain that that laugh is nowhere near maniacal yeah, I, enough. she does need to work on the laugh. Um, so, listen, if you want to send us uh, heels from TV kids' TV shows, if you want to send us any member of your family doing a wrestling catchphrase, listen, let's not just exclude Maws and Girlfriends. Get your granny to do one. It's true. Does it have to be a female though? Because surely you can no, get your granddad. No, get your, gran- get your you grandpa. Get your grandpa. Get your dad. Wrestler's catchphrase. Yeah, just get someone that doesn't know wrestling to do a wrestling catchphrase because it entertains us. Do that. Uh, you can do it all at Wrestling Daft on Twitter, on Insta. We are at Wrestling Daft Podcast. Just Wrestling Daft on Facebook, and you can email anything you want through to Wrestling Daft at Gmail dot com. <laughs> So let's get up to date now with what's been going on in the world of wrestling with a man whose older brother wrestles under the ring name Orange in AEW. Did you know that, Alex? <laughs> I hear Gary's also quite partial to keeping his hands in his pockets at awkward times as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's Gary Cassidy from uh, Sports Kida. How you doing, Gary? I know too bad. I've not got my sunglasses on today, so um, I'm obviously not that bright. So I'm nothing like Orange today, but aye, I'm doing good. How about you? Aye, not bad, not bad. Now, listen... I'm going to drop names for you, Gary, because Gary comes on this show. He's like, yeah, I was talking to Triple H. I was talking to uh, Dr. Tom Pritchard. He was actually talking to them. You've just been reading about stuff online. I know. It's a little bit different. Listen, this this was pretty cool this week. Uh, You were uh, interviewing Bone for Soup about their new song, Alexa Bliss. Aye. um, Weird one, obviously, last week. They just bang out an AOL, released a song called Alexa Bliss, where Alexa Bliss, in the video, I seen it straight away because... um, won't well, be ashamed about it. I can't be ashamed about being a wrestling fan, so I'm not going to be ashamed about liking pop punk music. Um, <laughs> so obviously, seen it when they, when they posted about it. Cracking! Did you get uh, get any scoops out of them, Gary? Uh, it kind of got off to an awkward start. I asked my first question. It was on the tour bus. The driver started punching the door because he was sleeping behind the door. Um, but once we got gone, it was all right. They pretty much <laughs> just told me. Uh, Told me how the song came about and stuff, and I didn't even need to ask. They'd done the nice Vince McMahon name drop, which, as a journalist, that's always what you want. Yeah. There's any article you mentioned, Vince does well. Um, and it was pretty much just him saying that he'd kind of received the song well. It was very supportive of it. And um, I'd, I'd asked them if they'd be up for playing WrestleMania to kind of try and feel that a wee bit. And they said, I definitely, as I think most bands would say. So I guess we'll see what happens if anything happens with that. 
Yeah, I, I, I think it's a possibility. They always like to have a band at WrestleMania and then come and Alexa Bliss coming out to our That's song true. named after her. It's got to, but but got when to was the last time Bowling for Soup released any music? Is more my secondary yeah. question. <laughs> on that front, have they released anything since the, oh, the girls, I all the it bad was guys? Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Anyway, let's, <laughs> let's Bowling for Soup uh, chat. Let's get on to the wrestling <laughs> chat. Um, so, kicking off, uh, the location for WrestleMania thirty-seven has been revealed. Aye, slightly bigger news than uh, Bowling for Soup. Um, <laughs> this is one that, again, I never know how much people in Scotland care about this, but I guess a lot of people do travel to it. Um, so uh, way back in April last year, um, Arish Morkazi for the LA Times had said the front runner was the, I think it's the SoFi it's called, um, SoFi Stadium in, I'm going to say in Hollywood. It's not actually in Hollywood. It's in a wee place called Inglewood, just a wee bit outside it. So it's the same kind of deal as... Looks like they've done the thing where they've dropped the number. This I don't know if they just don't like the number 37. I know Vince always said when it got to a certain number, he was a wee bit less of a fan of having the number in there. But just calling it WrestleMania Hollywood. Pretty classy looking sign. Um, they done a press conference all day. The stadium isn't quite built. So they had a load of journalists in there wearing a high-vis... They had hard hats with a branding <laughs> on the side. Oh, well, they've got in the middle way, just a place that was uh, essentially like a half-built stadium. But apparently it's going to be built for the start of the NFL season coming up here in July, I think it is. And then WrestleMania happens next year on March 28th, so a wee bit earlier than it usually is. And that's 10 months out for the Super Bowl. So it's essentially a trial run for the Super right. Bowl. You see how that goes. The one thing that was an XV kind of side takeaway for the... The, the kind of press conference they had there apart from the, the stuff that I'll mention in a second so Becky Lynch on Raw got bitten um, by Shayna Baszler yeah we knew all about that the, I, well this was the, this was the very next day and she was all glammed up obviously dressed and everything but had a massive bandage on the back of her neck to still oh sell selling injury. it <laughs> um, selling it I like it I was like right that's no matter what you think of the angle that's pretty cool I was like I'll, I'll do that um, but I, the main thing that's swollen about is obviously whatever happens with any, any WrestleMania. It gets the silly season with the rumours. But these ones all came for actual wrestlers, so they're worth noting. Um, the main thing, obviously, people have seen Hollywood. A lot of speculation that The Rock was going to come back. Um, Stephanie McMahon said she hopes he does. Um, she said that um, she, she pretty much hopes he'll be at WrestleMania, but didn't really acknowledge it about whether it'll be a match or no. Roman Reigns went one better. He said that he wants to take on The Rock. He's like, everybody's always putting him in dream matches. This time, he wants to call the dream match. He said, their family, if there's ever going to be an event for him to compete in, then this is it purely because of the location. And essentially, the stadium, it's a 70,000-seater stadium, but it can be expanded to 100,000. So you've got to think that might entice The Rock to come back for a yeah, one-off definitely. appearance. It's not just The Rock that's been, uh, <laughs> been rumoured. One of the big ones, Seth Rollins has been calling out Hulk Hogan online. Oh, God. No one wants to see that. No one wants to see it, but Terry's got to fund that retirement somehow, you oh, know. So. Nobody wants to see that. And the one other one is The Miz. Obviously, a lot of people are, are at the wind up on social media now, so there's a good chance this is just The Miz at the wind up. But he posted saying that he's going to quit if he doesn't main event it. So, <laughs> maybe we'll stick a wee tenor on him, the Rumble next year. I don't know. No. Well, we'll see what happens on we'll that front. We'll wait and see. We'll see, we'll the see the what chances later. of headline in WrestleMania. We'll see what fuck all storylines he's yeah. doing come <laughs> next year. Pretty, pretty much. Talk about um, pay-per-views. Um, Elimination Chamber's coming up soon. And I believe there's been some matches leaked for that. Aye, so obviously that's a wee bit more short term. Um, it's literally about a month away. Um, a local advertisement. I, always, I don't like saying ruined it or, or kind of spoiled it because these things are always subject to change and there's actually a wee rumour going about the day that a couple of the names could be replaced for this match. 
Um, but as it stands, the Elimination Chamber main event is said to be, obviously, an Elimination Chamber match. Um, with the winner facing the, the one champion that hasn't got a match yet in terms of the main male titles. Um, <laughs> whoever it's going to be at Bray Wyatt and uh, Goldsberg, the match is going to be for the number one contendership for that title. It's going to be Roman Reigns, King Corbin, Robert Roode, Shinsuke Nakamura, Braun Strowman and Daniel Bryan. Um, like I said, a few of the names rumoured to be taken out of that. So, um, I'll, again, I'll let you make up your mind what one you think, uh, what, what what one you think might come out of that. I, did, I mean, you should have just stopped at Roman Reigns because there's only one person winning that <laughs> yeah, match, true. doesn't there? Jesus, man. You never know, like, Corbin could win the match and then, like, Reigns will win it off him on SmackDown or they'll try and do yeah, some yeah, kind yeah. of swerve That's to continue true. that yeah. feud. <laughs> I, and I believe the tag team, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championships are going to be up because there was another leak as well. Aye, aye. So, um, again, the, the way they've kind of been playing this, uh, they, they kind of veered away from it on SmackDown, though, a wee bit. Um, but it's looking like it's going to be uh, the Miz and John Morrison uh, against the New Day for the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. I, th- I think that was an obvious uh, one. Yeah, because they're doing that uh, in Saudi Arabia, and then this yeah, will just be the return the, match. The, the, so it'll either be a rematch I, I, or if. Um, I actually have a wee feeling that um, the Usos might get added to the, the second of the matches. Uh, but that's uh, just a wee prediction. That's not the info on that, but that that's just with the way the so, SmackDown match went. So, um, WWE signs, we're talking about that last week. Some really strong signs from them. And it looks like AEW are getting in in the act now as well. I This one came right out of the blue. Yeah, um, I was really not expecting this no. at all. It's absolutely incredible because I, I love the person that they've signed. Um, it's a guy called Jeff Cobb. Um, that weirdly, before I got into his professional wrestling, he's an Olympian and he wrestles amateur wrestling for Guam. In the Olympics, um, which is a I would nice be amazing fact. to be the what, first Guadis um, fucking Olympic gold medalist. That sounds like really, a that it? sounds like a wrestler, not a country. Guam. <laughs> well, anybody going to a pub quiz about wrestling over the next few years? That's a nice wee note to just keep right, in there, just yeah. in case he ends up AEW <laughs> champion. Um, apart from that, so he's mainly known as Jeff Cobb. He's mainly known for his work in Japan. Um, but he's actually been working with Ring Honor quite a bit recently. Yeah. Interesting fact about that. Obviously, there's been a lot of stuff with Ring Honor contracts the past kind of few months. Um, but he's still got Ring Honor dates coming up. A lot of people are saying, "Oh, does that mean that uh, AEW have got a partnership with New Japan or with Ring of Honor?" <sighs> that that is a probable no. Obviously, the New Japan stuff they have been kind of they've got a loose partnership where they let talent work in New Japan. Um, but the, uh, most of the signs are pointing to there's no partnership between Ring On and, and All Elite Wrestling. It's essentially just, he's not been working with a contract, so he was free to sign anywhere else, and he's just so happened to land an AEW. Um, a guy that uh, actually had a WWE tryout several years ago, um, and then he ended up in Lucha Underground wrestling as the monster Matanza. If I had to compare him to anybody, for anybody that hasn't seen him, he's kind of similar to Taz. Um, right. He's a wee bit like Taz, Samoa Joe, um, but I, he's... he's went straight into the main event picture, joined Inner Circle, and he's going to be wrestling John Moxley next week. So, obviously, big things expected of him, and he's making a pretty big impact. Um, there's one is... other wee note. Um, so, it was rumoured last year that um, or Cody Rhodes, had, I, I say it was rumoured, obviously, it came through Cody Rhodes. So, it's a pretty strong rumour um, about AEW having a potential date in the UK uh, in 2020. So, Alex McCarthy for TalkSport, a guy that I'm always saying is one of the most legitimate journalists uh, in the world now, he done a wee interview with Dustin Rhodes, and he asked, um, you know, have you heard anything, essentially? Dustin Rhodes said uh, there's pretty much definitely going to be a mini-tour uh, of AEW in the UK. He wouldn't give away any dates, but what he said is it's mostly going to look like it's live shows, but depending on how long it is, they might tape a dynamite over here. 
Um, obviously it'll probably be taped and then put out later that night or the next day or whatever but I, the, the one place he named was London uh, obviously hopefully they come to Scotland but that's something to look out for I'm guessing an announcement probably won't be too far away for that if you look at kind of the, the time they'd probably be looking to come over here and uh, looking finally at um, there's gonna, there's been a leak of from WrestleVote on three more stars for the Hall of Fame this year Aye, um, <laughs> so WrestleVotes have got a really good record overall there. Again, a source that I'd say is one of the credible sources. Um, what they do is pretty smart where they normally kind of leak things a wee bit, bit by bit. And this is what they've done um, this week where they said, we've got three names, uh, two of them are a, a really well-known tag team and one of them is an internationally renowned superstar. Um, obviously, a lot of people kind of guessed the first one, which is Jushin Thunder Liger. Um, which I can chuck a nice wee name drop in here uh, since I've not done it yet. I've got a video that's just dropped with BBC The Social where I talked to William Regal. One of the scenes that I cut for that, just because I was way too much because it went on and on, was that uh, William Regal shared a hotel in Shetland with Justin Thunder Liger what? 25 years ago. Hold on, hold <laughs> on. Rewind, rewind. Justin Thunder Liger was in Shetland. Was he wrestling <laughs> that, that in Shetland? A- it was one of the wee bits of gold that I was like, man, I wish I could put this in the video, but it didn't really fit in with anything else. But I so William Eagle shared a hotel with Justin Thunder Liger in Shetland. Where f- future uh, WWE Hall of Famer Justin Thunder Liger, I should add. So he was the one that everybody guessed. Right. Um, and again, he's not worked much in WWE. Obviously, I've done a lot with WCW. I had that match in uh, at NXT TakeOver a few years ago with, right, with Breeze, was it Tyler Breeze. Yeah, it was Breeze. I think it was Tyler Breeze, aye. And, and obviously he's done a lot of work outside of, uh, outside of WWE and WCW and pretty much everywhere else. So maybe they'd really, obviously WWE try and do this thing where they induct people that only just WWE superstars. So I, he has I think, that's, that a, I think that's a really good thing. You know, that's one well thing you've got. You've actually, well. you've actually got to put your hats off to WWE for doing that, like taking people out with the company that haven't had, you know, an association with. WWE. I think as well they kind of have to take into account the WCW runs yeah, from. I think so. Because they now own the company and they now own the rights. So it is the combined yeah, Hall yeah. of Fame, realistically. And, and the other uh, potential rumour, a little bit more controversial, isn't it? Aye, so um, what we're all saying there about uh, obviously Vince McMahon's trying to make the WWE Hall of Fame more of like a professional wrestling Hall of Fame, essentially. So this is probably right on the other side of that. And again, I've got absolutely no problems with, uh, with, with this tag team, this. Well-renowned tag team as WrestleVotes put it. Being I think in the, that's the, the one thing I have a have a problem with calling them a well-renowned <laughs> fucking tag team, really, isn't it? <laughs> so I the, the other name, um, and bear in mind that they are going to be joining Jushin Thunder Liger. They're going to be joining the NWO with Sean Waltman. They're going to be joining Batista. It's it, the Bella Twins. Yeah, obviously. Um, <laughs> which I, I said, I, I'm completely fine with because if you take into account as the WWE Hall of Fame. I think they've had a, a, a run that wore... <laughs> you can't even stop laughing at this, Gary! On this. To, to be I'm fair, by it. Total, total Bell... <laughs> they've total had Bell. a run that warrants it because... Uh, they've had a TV what? show, they've had a fucking spin-off, you know? They've got Total Bellas, so surely that counts for something. Yeah, I, I get a lot of stick for saying it. They, they transcend wrestling. He's still Again, I... No offence to the Bella Twins. I mean, I'm sure the time would have come, right? And I'm sure, you know, it'll be a lovely sort of image of, you know, the two of them are pregnant. It'll be a really nice image. And I wonder if John Cena will put them in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be awkward. Uh, but 
when you look at and now I have no problems with the Bell Twins going in because like you say they transcend that whole entertainment thing you know they've obviously very successful with the, the Total Bella stuff I think Nikki's on Dances from the Stars in the States she did main event the only WWE women's pay-per-view of all time as that's, well that's very yep. true this is very true the issue I have I think is when you look at the tag teams that haven't been put into the Hall of Fame yet so I'm thinking Demolition aren't in there yet but was that not like a lot of issues with Vince and Axe well and but this is, this is it but you've got to look beyond that and go right the British Bulldogs are, aren't in there. Well, how many years did it take San Martino to get in there? Was it not yeah. like 25, 30 that, years that, before that, San Martino true. got inducted? Uh, no issues with them going in, but I think there's people that should have probably come before them. Agreed. So, A lot of people were saying, oh, Mickey James should be in before them, which again, I, I wouldn't disagree with that. Like, I yeah. think Mickey James is probably a first ballot Hall of Fame. Is she not women. still active? She's still she's active. Commentating she's pre- yeah, 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 yeah. She's, she's out injured, so she's not actually officially retired. Yeah. They tried her behind the announce desk and stuff, but she is still an active wrestler. But as one of the ones with the Bella Twins, I'm, I'm not going to say Are that the... they should be the first names that you put in, but like in terms of storyline, the, the things I got stick for saying was they transcend wrestling, which... They do a lot of war yeah. ceremonies. They, they get the mainstream uh, mainstream uh, audience. The other thing that I said that uh, a lot of people took issue away was the 300-day reign. People said, obviously, that was to, to break AJ Lee's and get her name out of the history books. I wouldn't <laughs> agree or disagree with that. Um, I'll keep that controversy aside. But storyline-wise, that is a reason to go in. Another one would be mainly just the fact that, I mean, well, if you, like Women's Revolution, I know, I'm not saying that they were the pioneers of the Women's Revolution. A lot of people are taking it as me saying that. But they were one of the main kind yep. of starting points for it on the main roster because they were the heels that were outnumbering Paige, I think it was Paige, Naomi and Tamina. Mm-hmm. And then that's when Stephanie McMahon went, wait a minute, and brought in everybody for NXT and kind of kick-started the, the, the give us a chance thing that, that went yeah. on to the women's revolution. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. I spe- so, actually, especially, I think Nikki's quite a good worker, to be honest with you. She really, <laughs> Nikki put a lot. Nikki, Nikki's actually a really good Nikki worker. Nikki put a lot of time and effort in during that reign, and you saw how much yeah. better she yeah, got yeah, in the yeah. ring. So. so she was working with Cena. <laughs> 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 How did that end up? Um, right. Just wrestling around that bedroom, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Gary, thank you very much as ever for joining us. Um, and where can we get you on Twitter to keep up to date with all your name drops? No worries. Cheers for having me on. It's uh, Conscious Gary. So like I said last week, hopefully if you type in Gary Cassidy, it'll come up. But it's C-O-N-S-C-I-O-U-S-G-A-R-Y. Um, and on there, I've, like I said earlier, I've got a BBC The Social video that's literally just dropped. For anybody that's a, a fan of Scottish wrestling, which I hope is most of the listeners, I've got a, a, essentially a video of William Regal talking about that moment in uh, Shetland, although he doesn't mention that. <laughs> he mentions a lot of his other times in uh, places like Bucky and Wick, and then goes for that to today where he is scouting wrestlers yeah. across Scotland, like the Coffees and Nicky Cross, to be in WWE. Right. So that's the main thing that, that I've put out there that um, hopefully people can go and find and enjoy. Look forward to watching that, Gary. Thanks very much as ever, pal. Thanks, Gary. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Every week we like to separate the Chris Masters of this world from the Chris Jericho's as we talk about the good and bad of pro wrestling in Bury or put over. Now, let's start off with the positives. That's Alex, a bit of a change. Alex, we always yeah, start with the negatives on this podcast. Let's start off with the positives. Alex, what would you like to put over this right, week? Right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to chase... Rab's Rab's sweethearts and he's back next week, and I'm going to put over. It's going to be some Japan, isn't it? No, this is this is AEW. This All is right, okay. I'm going to put over Dustin Rhodes for someone finally fucking calling out Jake Hager and the potential that we might actually get a Jake Hager match for the first time in this is six month run in AEW. Yeah, I, I, I don't get the whole Jake Hager thing because he's just 
he's one of the biggest. Not been wrestling. No, like he was wrestling no, in Lucha Underground and stuff. Like he was. The, he's, he, I don't know if you can say is or was the last Lucha Underground champ because I don't know what the situation with that. Yeah. But. He's yeah, holding the belt. But he, he's not... They've just had him as muscle. There was that brilliant thing that he did with Jericho in the ring where he was cutting the promo and Jericho just got him to say sorry. Mm. And that's about the only thing we've heard from him on the mic. But, I mean, when... You know, Gary spoke about, obviously, Jeff Cobb joining. Where AEW have lacked is the big guys. You know, you've got Luchasaurus there. You've got Jake Hager there. Why not use him when he's there? I don't understand... Are they, I, I think are they they've been. It was the, yeah, they or? were protecting him with his MMA record yeah, for right, a while, okay. and so they wanted to push the whole. Could he still be in an MMA as well? Isn't he? He's still undefeated, I believe. Yeah. I think he drew his last match, or right, it, right, to right, like right, a, right. it was a draw for some reason. I'm, I didn't, I didn't watch it, so I'm not 100 yeah. percent sure. So putting over J- Jake Hager in wrestling and should be wrestling. Is that what we're putting? Well, over? no, I'm putting over the fact that it's looking like he might be about to wrestle. Right. Okay. And there's someone called him out, and there's actually a potential right. match on that the horizon. That would be good. I, I, he's, I, I, you know, he's a decent worker. He's, he's pretty good he in does, the ring. He, he's yeah, pretty he's, good in the ring. He's I always thought he was like almost the, the soft air to Kurt Angle, and I'm a huge Kurt Angle yeah, fan. So no, to me, that works. Yes. Yes. So no, it'd be good to see him back in the ring. I'm going to put over. I think there's kind of these are combined. So first of all, putting over the Broser weights. From NXT. Oh, you're, so you're, that, that, I've been putting that over for weeks. Yeah, I'm I know, but that I, I don't know if you've seen the build-up to obviously his takeover uh, Portland this weekend. Have you seen the skits they've been doing about getting the Dusty Roads uh, Cup to takeover in Portland? No, I haven't. Is that it, it's on YouTube? Brilliant. It's on YouTube. It, it's just really great comedy stuff from Riddle and uh, Pete. Is and it following on from the golf course stick last yeah, week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really, really good. So check that out. But just that whole dynamic, I, I love the kind of the facials from Pete Dunne and Matt Riddle is just brilliant. And getting on to Matt Riddle, I really want to put over Matt Riddle because there was an edict apparently a couple of weeks ago it went out from Vince saying... Do not call out the main star rosters. And it's, it's like one of, permission. It was like one of those meetings you have at work where he's obviously like kind of looking at Matt Riddle as he's addressed as addressed the room, kind of staring. You know when you go into one of these meetings at office and you know fun, fine well it's all about you. Yeah, that was that and kind of just meeting. trying to be nice, trying but, to be subtle. But since then, it was a, a an NXT event at the weekend. <laughs> Matt Riddle was basically grabbed the mic and someone filmed it, saying. I want to retire, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> yes. In 12 years. Did you not say something about 12 years? Yeah. I don't know why 12 years I is such it. a specific but number to him. It's obviously, it's, I mean, because WWE are sharing this on the, their social network, so that's awesome. So it's obviously, Vince went, you know what? You just keep poking that bear, mate. You just Maybe keep, one day, Matt. Maybe keep, one day. You just keep poking that because, as I said before, there's money in that match. There is real money in that match, and everyone would love to see that. It means Matt they Riddle. could do a triple threat between Brock, Matt, and Goldberg, and Matt could actually carry the match, and it would last more than yep. five minutes. <laughs> there you go. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I'm putting over this week. Uh, buddy, and let's get to the negatives. What are you burying? Well, you've already kind of semi buried it for me, as I was going to bury WWE for removing the buddy from Buddy Murphy as they've done from so many people over the last couple of years. I mean, the only person who's refound their name seems to be Mustafa Ali. But apart from that... Oh, has he? He's went back to... He's now Mustafa Ali. Right, 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 right. But then you look at like uh, like Andrade and Andrade. things like that. And yeah, like it used to be a bit of a staple that they do with a lot of the women's division and stuff. And they just call them like... Emma. Emma and stuff yeah, like that. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It's just, just lazy, but... The, re- the, the reason I've heard is that because it doesn't sound biblical enough to be in Seth I'd heard Rollins that as well, yeah. Faction. So it's like, it sounds like a disciple. I just sound Ikim like- and Rizar <laughs> do kind of sound like disciples. Yeah, yeah, Ikim yeah. Ikim yeah. Rizar and Buddy 
you know, I, I see there's a bit of a disparity yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, Aiken, Lazar, and Murphy. You just, like, the thing is, though, it's just, you're going to get confused with Robocop. When everyone <laughs> starts calling Murphy, it just sounds like Robocop. It's, it's always when it's, like, just Murphy. a first name they're left with. Do you know what I mean? It just seems a bit stupid. Yeah. Like, he's just Murphy. It's just Murphy, your dog feet down the street, do you know? Like, it's just, <laughs> just, to me, it sounds like a waste of a company that thrives on creativity. Right. Well, Once to. Yeah, just take their names away from... Yeah, I kind of get that. I kind of get that. Yeah, I, I don't know why they can constantly do it, but I do get the angle on the kind of disciple thing. And to be fair, Have they named Buddy, that? Buddy's a bit rubbish, isn't Buddy it? Is pretty it's, crap. it's a bit of a, a bit of a face name, Buddy, isn't it? It's like, hey, good old Buddy from down the way. <laughs> you know, to me, it reminds me of a dog for some reason. But have they named Seth Rollins' faction? So yeah, they're coming out. They're complaining about. Messiah. Well, he's the Monday Night Messiah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they haven't named that faction yet. So it seems the a bit weird. It's a bit biblical. Seven, I, don't I don't know. Like, WWE won't be into that. I, I do hope they keep the biblical theme. It gives it something mm. a bit different. Yeah, and just get Seth and his man bun every week. That'll get fucking booze. That's yeah, yeah, exactly. Man buns just should be booed. Yeah, general. exactly. That's, that's <laughs> what they're there for. Yeah. <laughs> Are you you're a heel? So heel. If, you wear a man, if you wear a man bun, you're a heel, boy. It's an easy distinguisher. Like. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to buddy. Now, I'm sure we're getting into this in the correspondence. I'm going to buddy the biting angle on Raw. Now, I was a bit <laughs> indifferent, and in this is kind of... But I just don't think it was necessary. You know, Sheena coming in and biting Becky. I kind of get what they're doing with it, but I don't think it was necessary. I don't think... Mm. I think she could have just come in, squashed uh, Becky, done that that way, because she's badass. She doesn't need to bite someone. I mean, she could break her arm or, you know, do something yeah. like that. Do something like that. Well, I think they did the Becky injury angle last year and they didn't want to do the same thing. Yeah. And they were probably trying to make Shayna look like some kind of MMA badass, but... You don't fucking bite, bite people in MMA. You don't bite in MMA. You don't bite in MMA. And Shayna so, wears a mouth guard to the ring every day. That's, that's exactly what I was going to say. She came down wearing a mouth guard. Like, like, like is this why? she? Is it, is it a mandated thing know. from the company? Know. Either Shayna, you wear your mouth guard or you will bite someone. <laughs> She's essentially the Luis Suarez up, of wrestling. That's, yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. And she ended up looking like Gangrel in that shot. Now, it feels like they're ripping off the NXT spot from a couple of weeks ago <laughs> yeah, with Champa. Like. Yeah, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't think they need to do it. Anyway. I did like what uh, what Gary was saying earlier about how she Becky was selling the injury, though, and like wore the yeah, next that, 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 that's the next good. week. I thought that, 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 that was that's good. good. But is that lean to a first blood match or something at Mania? Or is it, they is wouldn't it, do a first. They haven't done no. a first blood match since the PG era, have they? Mm, no. Someone on Twitter, tell me how wrong I am about that. Yeah, you that. probably are, you probably are. Um, right, uh, let's go into your correspondence from this week on your buddies are put-overs. Uh, Casey, who's always in touch with us, the reaction to the bite on Raw, he is burying that. Let's just see how it plays out story-wise. Could just be a cycle putting our mark on a target rather than, oh my God, it's a vampire. So Can, can we do like some kind of chart where we go through the Twitter comments and see how many were positive towards the bite and how many were negative yeah, yeah, well, towards that, the that, bite I mean, obviously, and see what the reaction's yeah, like? Yeah, he's obviously all for the bite. Uh, putting over Orton killing Mark Hardy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like this Basically <laughs> killed him on TV. Bye, Mark. But everyone's been being like kind of been very negative towards Randall for the last couple of years. And now I think, like, I mean, yeah, he shouldn't have won she that Rumble great. and the whole Bray Wyatt thing was stupid. But apart from that, like, when he comes she back and he cares, he's great. Like, he's brilliant. He's I, th- I think Randy Orton is one of the best in the business. Um, and then, obviously, that looks like it's the end of Matt Hardy on WWE TV. I think his contract is up as of March the 1st, yeah. I believe, is the date. So. so that looks like it's game over for Matt. Well, I, think, I think we've all known it was game over yeah. since the beginning of those free the delete videos, to be yeah, honest. Exactly. Uh, Mikey Buchanan's putting over Gary, Gary Casty, our very own Gary. 
He goes, uh, stuff he knows is so good and bring modes to the show and the fact that Rab and Grado are back on the show. Uh, they'll be back next week. They'll be back next week. <laughs> Sorry, we Mike. promise. He's actually said, buddy, nothing has been a good week until he hears this podcast and realises that rapping great went <laughs> on. So you'll probably be burying me and Alex. Uh, Steve was burying the burial of the podcast. Burying the burial. So yeah, yeah, because last week I buried the podcast for getting the Leighton Buzzard interview a week late after his heel turned. Right, okay. Uh, the poor thing has went to the shits. But hey, I'm still listening. Thanks, Steve-o. Oh, he was just burying the podcast. He's burying the podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. So burying the... Uh, burying the bu- if he's burying the burial of the podcast, that means he's burying... The fact that people were slagging off the podcast, so that means it's a positive. Okay, I'll take that. I'll we'll take, take that. that. Right, uh, Scott, we'd like to put over Adam Cole, being a stellar NXT champ and a great faction leader for two years now. Mm. Who, I mean, it's been, I think, the you know undisputed era. Do you think they're losing the belts so they can get a main roster cop? It's about time. I, I don't know if they're going to put run them over, on the roster. Run over the roster like the Nexus did. That would be great. Yeah, I'd, I'd be up for that. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be keen for it. And I don't think there's anything else they can do. No, in I NXT. think they've done it all. I think they've done like, it all. They're brilliant. I just love the, I love the undisputed era. I love the entrance. I love Bobby Fish. I love it all. Get I, I love the way you specifically fingled out Bobby there. Yeah, Bobby's great. Yeah, he's fun. He definitely has the best mustache in wrestling yeah. in the 21st Bobby's century. Probably great. Probably great. Uh, he's buddy in 24 7 championship. Daft, ugly title, worth nothing. That's, I completely agree with that. Yeah. Chris Scullion, uh, burying whatever FUD decide to turn Shayna Baszler into Gangrel. There we go. There's another one on my side. Uh, putting over Matt Hardy, bowing out in a cool way and showing he's still over, even though it looks like WWE were ready to horse him into a skip. So he is still over, and I, you know, if he turns up in AEW, the pop's going to be massive. Be Especially huge. if he does the Dark Order thing and all that. Anyway, uh, Bionic Elmo put over Discovery Wrestling and roster for putting on an amazing show on Sunday, despite the storm causing travel issues and cancellation. A card with no matches announced beforehand, and a stellar main event between David Starr and Mikey Whiplash. That would have been a cracker, oh, that actually. That'd I haven't seen really a, a Mikey Whiplash match in, in a lot in. A, like maybe like since Baron Mania, like a year and a half ago, and never put I miss Mikey Whiplash. He's, he's great. He's, he's, he's absolutely brilliant. And a big shout out to Discovery Wrestling. They just, you know, we we talk a lot on this show about ICW, PBW, Discovery Wrestling. Um, do great work through in, in the east of Scotland and mm. and Dundee, and you know the guys who put it on uh, do a really good job, and they're, they're drawn really good. Just want to get on the show, well. John. Try Absolutely and get the booker no. of Discovery I, Wrestling. You know, on the... I, actually, Alan, who is the owner of Discovery Wrestling actually is a political correspondent. Oh, fair there enough. You go. There you go. So we'll need to get in touch with Alan see if we can get him on the show. Uh, buddy, the folk online who are complaining about the Bella Twins apparently being inducted into this year's Hall of Fame. Well, you're probably buddying me in that case, Bionic Elmore, because I've just said a wee bit about that. Uh, they've accomplished a lot more in the business than they get credit for. They've brought a lot of new eyes into the product through their reality shows. I can agree. Yeah, we sort of said that. I think Gary. without Total Bellas, they wouldn't deserve it. Yeah. But I think, as, I think transcendent was the word that Gary used, which... Unfortunately, I kind of have to agree with. Yeah, uh, Martin Brown put over Drew's booking since when the Royal Rumble will be very consistent in how they booked the big man, even though technically he should have been 24-7 channel champion. Agreeing with me, Martin. Thank you very much. Oh, but you got put down earlier. That was yeah, that point that, was that, proven, that, I'm that, afraid, John. Uh, buddy, the whole Bray versus Goldberg, what is the point? They're just booking themselves into a corner. I totally agree with that. Totally it's not agree. as if they've done that with a fiend before or anything no, like that. Nobody wants to see Goldberg versus uh, Roman at WrestleMania, do we? Oh, dear, dear. I don't really want to see Goldberg. The only match I want to see Goldberg in is when he gets retired by Matt Riddle. That's the only Goldberg yeah, match yeah, I want yeah, to watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Goldberg-Lesnar, there's money there, surely. Oh, but they've kind of done that yeah, to death a little bit. And I think the Goldberg-Lesnar spoiled what could have been the, the big Chris Jericho WrestleMania main yeah, event. True, so. true, true. And finally, uh, Dan Francis Byrne. I'd also like to 
pre-Buddy Goldberg versus The Fiend in the whole Super Showdown event. I'm actually going put over how good a heel MJS is over in ADW. He's such a despicable cock womble, but he's good at it. Absolutely, MJF's my boy, and he's a complete and utter cockwomble. I, I want to put him over for using the term cockwomble. <laughs> <laughs> As we speak to you right now, you can get 20% off Wrestling Daft merch only if you're listening on a Friday. Uh, so get behind them today. If you've just downloaded the podcast at 3.16, it's still Friday. You've got till midnight to get 20% About off. About just your, under nine hours to get You've got nine, under nine hours to get your T-shirt. Uh, which, of course, we've got a fantastic range up there on the Wrestling Daft merch shop. You can get an amazing I'm a Mark t-shirt, which is our new design. Yet. I'm going to take a bump for you, an ode to the honky-tonk man. Uh, we've got Margaret There's the Fiend, which is our best seller, by the way. Very big seller, the Margaret There's the Fiend. That's the one I like the least, the, if I'm honest, oh, John. I don't mean go. to be negative on the podcast. And I'm but... marking out in the podcast. You can't see this, but I am wearing my Chips, Cheese and Donner Meat um, t-shirt. So, class um, go through and through. Absolutely class. Uh, so check them all out. They're really, really cool designs. You can check them out at shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash wrestling daft. Uh, check them out. We'll stick out the links on our Facebook page and wrestling daft on Twitter. If you do buy a t-shirt, send a pick in. We'd love to see you in your Wrestling Daft t-shirt. Uh, put it on our Twitter and we'll put you in the Hall of Fame. So get on board now. Shop.spreadshirt.co.uk forward slash Wrestling Daft and you can get 20% off up until midnight on Friday. And that's a brilliant way to spend your Valentine's Day. And I'm sure your girlfriend won't complain when you're on a wrestling t-shirt website buying one when you should be spending time with her. It's Valentine's Day, as we said. Love is in, in the, the air. Every way you look around. I won't start singing again. Carry on, John. Get the whole song. So this week, we thought we'd look at some of the greatest romantic angles in the world of wrestling. Because we all love a good wrestling love story. Whether it's a wedding gone wrong, a love triangle, or a hand being born. <laughs> <laughs> we all enjoy the soap opera within professional wrestling when love hits the air. Now, um, this week, I've handed over the list of wrestling daft to Big Alex, who's going to pick his top three love angle moments. Before we start, I do feel the need to give an honourable shout out to one angle that I didn't feel I could include in the list of wrestling daft. Right. Shout out to Moppy. Oh, Old Perry Saturn and Moppy. Yes. I mean, Yes. So, so my, my week this far has been uh, watching back a lot of these terrible angles on YouTube, and I, I forgot how much skits there were of Perry Saturn and Moppy, and there's even the point when he, uh, he chooses Moppy over Terry Runnels. It's, it's delightful. It's great. But I didn't feel that a mop deserved to be on the list of wrestling daft, so it's, so it's an honourable mention. That's mo- all it is. Honourable mention. Who is at number three? So number three... This one might get a little bit of complaints. This is definitely the most misogynistic one on the list. But Vince McMahon and Trish Stratus. I can't believe Mr. McMahon is is groping. I can't believe he's groping, kissing Trish like that in front of his own wife. Mr. McMahon humiliating, embarrassing his own wife. Yet again. So I'm sure we all Justify remember the story it. That, that involved a lot of Linda McMahon sitting in a wheelchair and a lot of 
Vince McMahon being incredibly pervy. But I'm going to justify this in two ways. One, right. it it's gave us so many of the Vince McMahon gifts. Yes, it's yes, It's just yes. so much Vince McMahon Absolutely. face. It was unbelievably good. It was so much Vince McMahon face. Yes, and the payoff was great because Trish comes down in the middle of the big WrestleMania 17 match against Shane versus Vince and slaps the hell out of Vince and then continues to beat up Stephanie McMahon and chase her up the ramp. So the payoff was there, the angle right. was there. Okay. And... Yep. Giffable Vince. What more can you ask? Giffable Vince. You've won me. You've won me. What is it, number two? So number two is uh, the most famous of all the wrestling love angles. Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth! Elizabeth! Will you marry me? <laughs> we don't have hey, an we don't have an answer. We don't. Get in the ass, get out of it, Miss Elizabeth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got us a Why, oh, why, oh, why is this not at number I will, one? I will get to that. Right, I will okay, get to okay. That. What, I will right, get to you, that. you tell me why this is at number one, but obviously the most famous. I mean, of this all one's obviously the most famous. You have the beautiful, the breakup of the mega powers, that great little, like, one of the first kind of proper backstage WWE skits of Macho attacking Hogan in the hospital and Miss yeah. Elizabeth just crying at them and stuff. Through to the Mania match and then the big SummerSlam wedding. Is it SummerSlam 91 they had the wedding? Yeah, I, believe. I think it was. Yeah, which yeah, I think yeah. has got to be probably the most memorable wrestling wedding angle that we've ever had. Miss Elizabeth, will you marry me? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, Gets you in the heart, doesn't it? Gets, Gets you in, in the, the heart. heart. It's, it's a beautiful moment. It's a beautiful moment. And so what's at number one? So they say that wrestling is always best when it is in some way linked to real life. So number one oh, I know it, yeah. is Edge, Matt Hardy, and Fair Lita. play, fair play. How does it feel to know that you will never, ever experience this again it probably feels pretty pathetic you know Matt you are pathetic and as far as I'm concerned you can go to hell go to hell oh I'm going to hell but I'm not going alone I'm taking edge <laughs> the build-up to it was terrific. So you originally had Matt's big reaction that got Matt fired, and then they actually brought Matt back to the company to do the angle, which I believe, I think Edge came out the winner of the angle, which is rare yeah. to see who was the obvious heel in that angle to come out the victor. And I think it led, I mean, this wasn't a direct part of that feud, but obviously then at the end of this feud between Edge, Matt, and Lita, you had Edge's solo run with Lita, and that included one of the greatest greatest celebrations of all time the live sex celebration <laughs> in the middle of the ring now watching this back i realized that this was broadcast precisely on my 16th birthday on the 9th of january <laughs> 2006 which i didn't realize until uh, what were you doing on the 16th of january Young wasn't Alex. having a live sex celebration no. unfortunately so um Right, okay, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll, I'll give you that. It must have been, I have to say, it must have been so hard for Matt. You know, obviously this is going on, shoot, this is going on, shoot, to actually then go in 
and work and angle well this is all actually yeah. happening that god that some must... of the some of the promo work is just like Lita literally standing next to Matt in the most revealing outfit she can wear and just like being like how does it feel that you're never getting a piece of this again and it's the, the other thing I would say is from going back and watching all of these love angles is that dear fucking god WWE's been very misogynistic oh up until god. the women's revolution. Like, Thank God that's it's, oh, it's, it has been. You know, that turn because Lita was the only credible, you know, at the time was the only credible worker wrestler in the company, and then they put her in all the kind of garb. And when she was te- doing the team extreme stuff, it was great, you know, getting put through tables by bu- Yeah, she bu- was very much like performing like know, a male was, member of the roster. And then they obviously did that. So that's the one thing I would say it was kind of downtrods that. But it was a very massive I can't even say the word. Perfect time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, let's go to the, the listeners then, see what they're saying. Yeah, is that, is that, yeah, yeah. Former WWE champion, El Russo Mal, says, Alicia Fox, no, I'm dar. Foxy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that, totally. That's a great one. Uh, Westy's uh, giving us something from each promotion. Here we go. ICW, DCT, and Viper. Stevie, oh, yeah, Boy, that's, yeah. Stevie Boy and Kaylee Ray, of course. The filthy generation. We'll have to ask uh, Davey about that when he's on later on. Uh, WWE, The Miz and Maurice. See, I mean, again, this is another one that you could argue is actually up there because they've also transcended the wrestling world True. and they're doing Miz and Mrs. and all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. TNA, Maria Canellas and Mike Bennett. And uh, TNA, Grado and Christina. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I do remember from that angle was I think Joe Henry did a great song that w- that was about access denied or something when she was yeah. trying to cheat on him. Nice one. Uh, Mark Joss, China and Eddie, Mamazita. I-, I did have a look into that one and there was a good little bit when like Eddie gets caught cheating in the shower and it's like playing on the Titan Tron while China's in a ring, you know, it's... It's yeah, it was good. It was very good. Uh, Chris loved Sean and Sherry from Ready Two. Sherry was fantastic in the role, from singing his theme to flirting with Rick Martel. Only downside, it was ended too soon to facilitate the Jeanette feud. Yeah, it, it was. It was very good. Uh, Scott McKenzie, obviously the Triple H test, Stephanie Angle, that worked out really well. Yeah, it definitely did. And I think obviously the real life chemistry that came through afterwards. I'll admit that was number four on my list. Oh, really? I yeah. was toying between who deserved it, the father or the daughter, but I thought the payoff for a uh, Vince Triss was better. Yeah, yeah. Chris Hamilton, Macho Man, and Miss Elizabeth. It didn't seem fake or scripted. And would the Macho Man have been the wrestler he was without her? The answer's probably no. Oh, not at all. And I think she inspired so much of his career and was just so linked to it the whole way through. Yeah. Sandy, Edge and Vicky. How could you forget Edge and Vicky Guerrero for me? was always an interesting dynamic between them and made for great TV and helped so much Edge's in his rivalry with the, like, the Undertaker. And it got Kurt Hawkins on TV. It did. It did the Edgehead, of course it did. Amy Ryan, Alexa Bliss and Braun Strowman. That was from the Mixed Match Tags a couple of weeks, years ago. That was pretty cool. Did I the little that. large thing. Little I thought it was quite, quite, quite well. So whatever you're doing for Valentine's, just remember, put a bit of wrestling love angle into it. And if you are thinking about getting married, don't do it in the wrestling ring. <laughs> it never works. Unless you match a man in the Okay, it's now time for your chance to win a crate of Beer 52 in our match of the week. Last week, I picked out a match of the week, which was Rey Mysterio versus Eddie Guerrero. It was Championship versus Mask match at Halloween Havoc in 1997. I asked you what colour was Rey's ring gear. It was pretty easy. It was purple. Uh, so thanks to TJ Valens, who got the right answer on Twitter, you will get a crate of beer. Right now, more chances to win beer. We're picking out another classic wrestling match for you to watch. All you have to do is answer a question on it. Everyone who gets the right answer goes into draw to win the beer. So you can check that match out by going to our Wrestling Daft Facebook 
or going to our Twitter at Wrestling Daft. We'll put the link up for that. But first of all, we need to have a question and a match. And Alex, you're taking it this week. So with Grado and Rab back next week, this is probably my last ever chance to nominate a match for the Beer 52 match of the week. Right. So I need to nominate my favourite match of all time. So I'm going to go back to a certain pay-per-view called Armageddon in 2000 and the six-man Hell in a Cell main event between The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Kurt Angle, The Undertaker, Rikishi, and... <laughs> I forgot who the sick man was. Get on, Google, get on, Google. And, uh, uh, Triple H, fucking Triple, Triple H. H. Obviously, H. Triple Triple H. H. Obviously Triple H. Obviously Triple H. Um, legendary match, and I think uh, if anyone's not seen it, watch it. Watch the promo work beforehand, especially The Rock's video where he imitates all five other competitors yeah, in the match. It's good. all up on YouTube. It's fantastic. But what I would like to know right. is who is it that escorts Vince McMahon from the arena? Right, okay. Okay. We'll get that up, match up on our uh, Facebook page. Who escorts Vince McMahon out of the arena? So to enter, get on their Facebook page, get on our Twitter, as I said. Winners have to be over 18 and stay in the UK. Now, you can get free beer. You don't have to enter the competition. We are going to sort you out with free beer thanks to Beer52. All you need to do is go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling and we'll sort out some free beers for £4.95. Now, for that £4.95, we are going to sort you out with 10 free beers. Yep, 10 free beers. Great carryout for the weekend. Uh, normally, with these kind of offers, you'll get eight beers, but as you're a wrestling daft fan, we're going to give you 10. So just go to beer52.com forward slash wrestling right now. Get those 10 free beers. It's a monthly subscription service. The beer's always really good. In fact, we're sitting drinking some in the studio today as well. What have you got over there, Alex? What are you drinking? Uh, I am drinking uh, Vanilla Stout by Pappas. Where's that from? Pinnenkin Brewery in Finland. Yeah. You get beers from all over the world with Beer 52. So loads of stuff that you wouldn't normally see in the shops or in behind the bars. So get on to beer52.com forward slash wrestling. Get signed up. Get your beers and have one on us. Listen to this! We've got a pie like it's 2010! It's been a minute now, but the boys are back in town! Introducing first! I'm marking out, I'm marking the out. The man who regards Prince Andrew as a bit of a VL! <laughs> His dick is so big! It led to the creation of the hashtag Me12. Did the song? Yes! Schwarzenegger's other love child, my cousin, Davey Boy! The Buckfast Barbarian, the Sky Savage, the one man threesome. It's time to introduce to the show a former ICW Zero G champion. With Stevie Xavier, a.k.a. Stevie Boy, he formed probably Scotland's greatest ever tag team. He's one of the ICW originals. He's Schwarzenegger's other love child. It's Davey Boy, stroke Davey Blaze. Welcome to the show, yes. Davey. Cheers for having this, guys. Thanks very much. Delighted to have you on, mate. Delighted to have you on. Uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure to be here. Um, I've always wanted to kind of get on it and uh, kind of speak my piece, as you will, oh, uh, well, ever since it's been kind of happening. So I'm glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm sorry you're stuck with me and Alex. We're like kind of like the ball. We're like the kind of the Tom Phillips and as opposed to the Jim Ross and Jerry King that are rabbing. We're, like, we're like the end of the wolf pack or something like yeah, that. You yeah, yeah. Really, really shite. But um, thanks for coming on. and it's, it's great to have you on. Um, 
Now, I'm going to start off at the start of your wrestling career, right? Mm-hmm. Because I read this online and I thought, that is absolutely amazing. Is it true you became a wrestler after being in a coma for two weeks? Uh, it is, aye. Aye. Right, so first of all, how, did you, get question, the coma? how did you get into the coma? <laughs> it's, it's, it's hard to explain. It was it was not like a fully induced like, coma. Right. Uh, it was just like, kind of, like I'd let, kind of, let my let my head do all swelling out like I hit and I did let the let the side of his bad hockey stick, and um, I it was just it was just mental like it, it was it was crazy and uh, I was in hospital in Little Hockey when I was just kind of waking up and uh, like, my whole family were like well my mum my dad and uh, my brother Martin were like just sitting in the bed and I was like where am I? What's happening here? And it was like the only thing that I could like my mum was saying to me that. Uh, that I was asking for was like uh, I was asking the nurse for a bowl of frosties constantly <laughs> and uh, she, she was like she kept telling you no because she kept running out and she had to feed everybody else I was like oh fuck it but aye uh, so uh, that, that's kind of like where it led for like um, <clears throat> like because it was like in the scheme that I grew up in like everybody knew I wanted to be a wrestler and stuff like that and uh, like they they're basically kind of bullying you know and stuff right, um, right. so it was so like oh check out the wee geeky boy he wants to be a wrestler aye, no wrestling's aye, like, fake wrestling's fake because I used to go aye. I want to be a WWE wrestler and they would go aye fucking you're never going to be a WWE wrestler and it, it was just like picking on us and stuff like that and then fucking boom it, it just like kind of happened do you know what I mean um, so it's it's just like one of the things it's like I want to just forget about it do you know what I mean it's yeah. like yeah. just yeah. fucking but I basically like kind of like everything that I've done like kind of up to now is like kind of hey by the way fuck you yeah absolutely because <laughs> I guess you get you get that coming it's kind of like I guess it's a bit of a kind of you know that that kind of puts life into perspective at that point you go fuck it you know what I'm going to go and follow my, my dreams I, and do what <clears> I want to do exactly it was, it was like don't get me wrong at first like, I was like kind of I was a bit taken back by it I was like kind of like, nah maybe like I don't want to do it yeah. do you know what I mean and it was like um, it wasn't until I was like 15 because uh, when I was like 12 year old I was I was, uh, I was in the gym so it was like Arnold Schwarzenegger was like, a, like he's like my idol do you know what I mean like yeah. he's like a god to me man and fucking that's because he's a fucking god but I was in the gym since I was 12 and like, just kind of working on my physique and foley and everything that this guy done and for there it was like you know like his like kind of six rules to success and believing in yourself and all that and yeah. and I was like wow I was like this guy man and uh, when I was fifteen I was like I was sitting I came in, it was just like it was like bringing a new year two thousand and nine and um, I was like we, we just we just moved into like a brand new house in Kafkin and um, I was sitting on a laptop and I took my nieces I I said to my mum and my dad I went I'm gonna go and be a professional wrestler. And um, I was looking up uh, schools in Glasgow, mm-hmm. and because Catherine's kind of next to East Kilbride, this school in East Kilbride did come up. It was called the Scottish Professional Wrestling Academy. Now, uh, is this the one? I mean, the, in in this <clears throat> this program, the this East Kilbride Post Office thing, were you involved with that? Because Rudel went through there, Grado went through there, Wolfgang mm, went no, through no, there. No, no, it was no. Uh, so it was like. The, the, that post office one that was like kind of years before my time right right so right I see, yeah that had get like shut down <clears throat> but the guy one of the guys that was in their class we were doing stuff like that was Kid Fight and that was the guy that taught me how to wrestle right so it was oh, okay. so but I so it was like um, Kid Fight he he owned 
he still owns it to this day. Yeah. He always will. Um, but it was called SPWA back then. It's new called the the PWA Academy under um, Kid Fights. A, a wrestling promotion yeah. uh, which is uh, Premier British Wrestling there's loads of boys have come through that in, yeah. you know, the I, last 10 uh, me, years or so the, the people that have come through that school alone is like uh, me Kenny Williams Steve, uh, Steve Xavier Andy Wilde Noam Dar Kelly Ray there's bo- there's younger people coming through now like you've got uh, Looking Sharp you've yeah. got Krager um, you've got people like Daz Black um John Trent and stuff like that. It's very mm-hmm. much a who's who of ICW, yeah, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. They're all doing very well. It's uh, and there's a lot of there's a lot of like uh, the boy like, the young boys like uh, Daz Black, John Trenton, um uh, we we Mikey the Wanderer and stuff like that. All these young boys that are coming through now. They're they're very very like hot uh, hot prospects, if you will. Yeah. They're they're amazing, and it's they're going to really they're already taking after now. Um, but they're still kind of at a young kind of stage in their career, and they're they're doing so well, and they're going to shock a lot of people. I think when they yeah. actually break through, Every, everyone's <clears> been like, you certainly we've had Daz on this show, and everyone that's come in and said that boy is going to go. Aye, that, go see, all the, way up. aye, that the the boy is fucking money man. He's yeah. I think literally like he's <laughs> wait till like he's maybe I don't know maybe. F- I'd say maybe five, six, seven year in. He's still at school. Uh, he's, he's still at school. He's a, uh, I think he, like, for work, he, he's well. He's a PT. He's got an incredible shape. Yeah. Um, so how old is he? Only like 17? <clears throat> yeah. Right? He's like, I think he's like 17, uh, 17 18. Aye. Uh-huh. Um, but I've got very, very high hopes. Like, I'll put money on him that he's going to go to WWE. Yeah. Because like, he's just, he's like a sponge man. He just soaks everything in. Take one of those bets that you go to the bookies and say, this guy's going to be WWE <laughs> champion Aye. in years to come. Black, Royal Rumble winner. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> so you, you go through the train with Kid Fight. When is it that you, you know, go out into the ring and now do you do that as a solo performer or do you do that as part of a tag team? I would say more or less both right. um, but again it all depends on your ability uh, and the way you wrestle in the ring like um, with me because I obviously struggled with like, my memory because of my head and stuff like that uh, I, get, I did do a few single matches when I was a trainee but my strong point at this time was in the tag stuff Right. so it's like and it has all you, you, you do get boys like Daz Black or Mikey the Wanderer uh, or John Trenton that are all fantastic singles wrestlers, but most of the time because it they'll have experienced people on the show to kinda like bring the show up as well. And like, obviously sometimes the the pros will be in with the trainees yeah. to bring them up. Um so it's like you've already got spots on the show that are already taken by people that are already better. So to kinda get everybody in on the show it's like they'll come up with like eight man tag matches yeah. or yeah. like a scramble match for some reason. Do you know what I mean? And then so everybody's on the show, so everybody can learn and uh, process faster. So you you go into sort of tag team, you know what you say. When do you <coughs> far, who do you partner with the first initially? When when do you get together with Stevie? I'm gonna be really upset if it's not Stevie your first partner here. Like. Uh, well, <clears throat> my first partner originally uh, it wasn't Stevie Xavier. It was no. a guy called Chris, a, a boy called Chris Rampage. And uh, we came through the same class uh, under Kid Fight. We were the BCW Tag Team Champions, uh, the the PW Tag Team Champions, and something happened where it was like you went through. There was like this mad thing that happened, but at this point, when this happened with him, we, me and him are still tagging. But at this point, I was me and Stevie were already tagging as the Bucky Boys in ICW. 
So this boy Chris Rampage, I was tagging me that this night it kind of ended. That was it, done, right? It was like um, we were the tag champs for PBW, and something happened. I can't remember exactly what it was, but something happened, and he just fucking biffed it. And basically, we were the tag champs on Maximum Impact. Kid fights biggest show of the year. We were the tag champs, so we had to come out obviously defend the titles. That never happened because he didn't turn up to a show. He turned his phone off, like there was no getting in contact with him, and he contact he contacted one of the trainees. He contacted him and says, "I've left the the PBW tag belt outside your closed door, so if you can go down and get it, <laughs> right." And ne- never fucking contacted anybody. Never contacted me. So I'm on, I'm at the show, and I'm like, mate, leave a message with him. Like, where are you? Where are you? No answer. So I had to then get a young boy to come in and tag with me, right? That he done very well, but it was like... But, I mean, I just, it just kind of ruins like, the dynamic, yeah, doesn't yeah, it, yeah, as well? Yeah. So instead of me coming out and defending the titles, the titles then get vacated. Of course they do. And I was, I was fucking raging. I was like, what sort of champion is that? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, you've just made me look like an absolute dick. So... Are you guilty by association in I, that situation? I, right? so I, that was the kind of end it there. But... Aye, but me and Stevie, man, like me and yeah, Stevie. Yeah, I mean, how, how did you and Stevie then get together then? I mean, you, were, uh, were you put, to, did you, like, because obviously <coughs> I'm guessing Dallas has come to you and said, I've got this great gimmick idea. Now, did you, were you at that point put together, were you and Stevie put together or was it a case of, you know what, I want to work with Stevie, Stevie wants to work with you. How did, how did that all come about? It was like, it, it's, fu- it's a funny story, right? Because at this point when it happened, Means like I was doing security for ICW. This is how long ago this was, right? And so was Stevie. So we were we were wee was that guys. Down at Mary Hill. Mary Hill. Yeah. Mary Hill's right. So we were wee guys, right? Doing security, <laughs> and uh, we, we always get told, and this is what we try and pass on to like the kind of younger generation. We always get told to bring our wrestling gear to shows in case anything happens. Aye. So we we me and Stevie were the ones that were always bringing our stuff and fucking so, so was no woman and Andy and stuff like that and. Uh, I believe Noam and Andy were already on the show that this uh, that this kind of happened. Me and Steve were doing security, and uh, uh, Dallas comes up to us and he goes, uh, "Steve, you listen, uh, I've got this kind of idea uh, that I've I've always wanted in my head. Uh, I've, no, sorry, I, I've got this idea in my head that I've always wanted a tag team today. Sorry, and uh, he goes, it's called the Bucky Boys. And he goes, I just can't find the right people to do it." So then it was like the next show, uh, somebody had to be a jobber for Adam Shame. And uh, I think the guy that Adam Shame was meant to be, the, the, the actual jobber that was meant to be doing the job to Adam Shame never turned up. So then Stevie kind of like grabbed the reins and went, I'll do it. Just turning and, into a history <clears> of just people who didn't turn up to uh, shows uh, and Davey taking advantage. Right, and it was like Stevie then took, took the opportunity and he asked Dallas and Dallas gave it to him. And that was like kind of, Stevie cementing his kind of fit as the first Bucky boy, right? Mm-hmm. So then I have my fucking, my, my debut match, Mini Hill Community Hall, way my trainer kid fight. And uh, I'm so fired up, I'm like, ah, fucking yeah, here we go. Close line, close line, bang, bang, bang. Like, damn, fucking just smacked it out of the park, right? Having an absolute ball. And then Dallas comes up to me and he's like, ah, mate, brilliant. He's like, ah, this is Stevie. He's like, ah, I've wrestled him and all that, blah, blah, blah. And he's went, I right. He's been used to, used to the Bucky Boys, right? And we didn't know what that meant. Like, obviously, it's like it's like when you see in comedy movies, it's like 
when he put like a mad fucking duo team together, it's like, ha 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 ha. Right, he's like, the fucking doves are coming up behind us and all that, right? <laughs> but it was like, <clears throat> me and Steve are just standing there like that. I make cheers. Like, <laughs> 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 and it was like, <laughs> were you stoked about the gimmick when you first got it, or were you kind of slightly well, apprehensive? This is a funny bit, right? So obviously, <laughs> the first we had to get like sneaked into venues to wrestle. So it was like all nightclubs that ICW ran, right? Yeah. So we had to get wild in the ring. Like we would, somebody would be keeping the edgy for me, and Stevie, to come into the, the venue and get changed. But because I didn't quite understand the gimmick of the Bucky Boys, we just had to wear tracky bottoms. I had my actual wrestling gear, like my biker shorts, underneath my tracky bottoms. And this was the first show that we ever done. It was in the Apollo. And uh, Steve was ready to do the hot tag taste. Instead of me just coming in for the hot tag straight away, he's gave me a hot tag and I've just started taking down my tracky bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> and I've just, I'm in these black and, uh, black and red biker shorts and I'm coming in in Jackie Polo. And uh, uh, Vinnie Mac just like pure, like getting clotheslines and stuff like that. And Dallas went after the match. He's like, mate, listen. The match is good, not mate, right? He's like, ah, I know your heart's in it and all that. He's like, ah, but don't have a really fucking Baker shorts ever again. <laughs> <laughs> he's, I was like, ah, eh, all right, mate, cool, sorry. He's like, ah, you're the Bucky Boys, mate. He's like, ah, love it, love it. Yeah. And then ever since then, we just boom. So, we, I mean, how much <clears> did you put, did Dallas have the complete gimmick? Was Ga- Dallas in with the right, right? So you're going to come in with, you know, the track suits on, or is that something that you and Stevie developed together? Or? Dallas, Dallas gave us the, the gimmick. Right, and he says, I want you to run me up. So the only thing that Dallas gave us along with the gimmick was the slasher hats. Because he, he used to have a shop in the Savoy Centre that does slasher hats. So he had tons of slasher hats and he gave us the, the slasher hats, right? So me and Stevie, we were like, there'll be points where it was like, I was wearing a white tracky, like, uh, white tracky bottoms, he was wearing black ones. Or I'd be wearing like Ferrari tracky bottoms, he'd be wearing white ones. And then all of a sudden, like, I was just talking to him one day backstage and I went, mate, why don't we just go for, like, the red Adidas joggy bottoms with yeah. the white stripes to them? I says, and that can be your colours. Yeah, yeah. And he went, aye, mate, aye. And boom, that was us. It was like, that, that was it. The minute we stuck your fucking tracky bottoms on, it was like, boom, the Bucky Boys. Yeah. Aye. And that was it. It was like, that was when the music started playing and there was all, like, flying behind us and stuff like that. So... <laughs> So right, that was when the, that was when the whole kind of thing get put together, and then we came up with the the finisher, which was the the three D. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah. when did, when did uh, when did Wee Man get thrown in again? Was that from Dallas or was that you guys? Or? Uh, well, that was through Dallas as well. <clears throat> um, there was a show that the Wee Man had done, and the Mary Hill Community Halls, and um, he was going on to sing that that tune it made him famous. Ah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, was yeah. like, your man singing it back, ah, right? Yeah, yeah. So he's came on it right, but the guy that. He, but what, what we all learned that day was right was he knew the wee man didn't actually sing it. It was somebody else. He got booked to come in to sing that song, and he didn't know a fucking word to it, right? <laughs> and but we all did. So we were all at backstage. I was like, ah, "You're not singing it, but you're going like, ah, yes, right?" He's on the stage, just go, just going along with it. And uh, Dallas went, "Mate, don't worry, I've got something for you. You can be the manager for the Bucky Boys." And it was like, he's, he says, it's like a team of young nerds, it's uh, David Blaze and uh, Steve Xavier. He says, I'm going to do well and all that, and he's going to go far. 
I want you to be a manager. And then boom, he, he came out in the red tracky bottoms. Yeah. The red did the tracky bottoms and that. And that was us, the whole package. Boom. I know. Were you quite good at cutting a promo? Or do you think Dallas has went, we need someone to break out a mouthpiece <clears throat> for Stevie and Davey? Mate, I was shite at cutting promo. Right, uh, right. <laughs> so that, uh, so Stevie was at that point as well. We both were. But Stevie started gradually getting Aye. better than where it was like I was just Brock Lesnar man I was like you, you quite you quite happy that we man you, what, Aye. Like? Aye. don't get me wrong like, yeah. new, like, nowadays I can talk in a promo if, if they if they trust me right <laughs> and do they ever trust you that's <laughs> what <laughs> <they don't. laughs> uh, so that's how that's how the wee man just kind of grabs the microphone and he just kind of sees his snizzle yeah he's brilliant that's it man whatever happened to Lambrini uh, she just, I, I think she just sacked me. I think she was like, <laughs> I, I think she got caught sitting on the brew or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she had to leave. <laughs> Bro, so, talk us through, like, um, when you're in the ring, what, the two of you, did the chemistry <clears throat> come naturally when you're working as a tag, or is that something that you and Stevie had to go away and work on? It did come naturally first because me and Stevie were up, like, before the Bucky Boys, like, me and Stevie were always working with each other yeah. in single matches or like in uh, freeway matches and stuff like that. So the chemistry are just working against each other. That comes into the tag team alone. So, and all you need to do as well, once you use our, like, I'm not saying it, we, we knew about finishers taking a hit and we, we didn't need bother. Obviously, we came up with, like, finishers today and, like, uh, uh, tag team signature moves today. But the hardest part of uh, tag team wrestling is when you're in a tag team and it's it's amazing the Bafies are great it's when you're coming up against another team it's like you don't know how good they are or yeah. like they could be terrible they could be good right but you if you're like a good tag team and everybody knows you as a good tag team and they're behind you and stuff like that what makes you an all around better professional wrestler and a showman and entertainer is if Use a tag team can make another tag team oh, look, who are shite yeah. look on your fucking level. Then that's that's when it, you kind of know yourself. Like boom, that's the chemistry. That's what chemistry is. That's what makes us good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And um, like, don't get me wrong. <clears throat> there was there has been a couple of times where it was like, oh, well, oh I bet there was like Maestrom, but like uh, STI, Seminine Death Squad, the Coffee Brothers, the uh, Fight Club. Um, try to think there was like a few other teams as well and they, like, we all we all fucking got on pure great Jailed, you know what yeah. I mean? it, it, it was, was quite a it was quite a tag team roster as well oh, no, no, <laughs> quite no. a tag team roster absolutely so you who decides I'm guessing it's quite obvious who gets the hot tag because you were always the hot you're always the hot <coughs> tag was that just because aye, was, Stevie was smaller aye. and that was pretty much aye, like you have Brock Lesnar come and tank aye, everyone yeah, essentially yeah, yeah, yeah. Aye, it was like because <laughs> like obviously I had the size uh, poor Stevie, he was like... He was, Get his he, shit kicked to him half the time. Uh, he, was, he was always like taking a beating and then there'd be times where it was like, I go at Stevie, like, they try and switch it up and I'd go at Stevie, right, I'll take a beating and then you come in and make a hot tag and it worked. But then you had... Like, yeah, like people coming up to us going like, ah, what the fuck was that all about? <laughs> Dave, why are you getting battered? And I was like, ah, leave Stevie Lane, please. Like, just leave Stevie Lane. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. I, I do love the fact you love the character, and, and obviously you knocked the, the Bucky before you went in for the for, the, for the ring as well. And brilliant. that was definitely, oh, definitely real fucking Bucky. That's fucking no definitely Bucky. real. There was yeah, like, nay, nay work Bucky there. Nay, Bucky. Nay work Bucky. We were on a we, we were on a tour. We, we were on a tour one time, and it was. Uh, it was when the Buckies were tagging on it and we were coming out and I was like kind of like in between the barriers in the ring 
and this fucking this fan shouting at me, he's like, ah, that's no real Bucky, that's no real. And I went, mate, I was like, do you want some? And he's went, aye. And I've just went right at his face, man. And he's like, <laughs> mys, mys. I was like, aye, it's not fucking my being a new, is it? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, obviously, tag teams inevitably always come to an end. <clears throat> and there's always the turn. Aye. I mean, you were out injured and then you came back, didn't yep. you? And then... Uh, how did that feel? You know, was that really quite a hard thing to take when when you broke up? No, it was. <clears throat> I was quite happy to go out and do your your own own stuff. See, the, like the thing was, it was um, we knew we knew that we had a lot more in the tank. That we still do, even to this day, right? Yeah. But the, we we also knew that we, at this point we were with each other for five and a half years, and we knew that we were only stale. We're still no steel the new, but we knew that we were that we only steel back in, and we knew that if we were to do a heel turn, one the fans would think it was going to be me that would heel turn because obviously the size, right? Yeah. But the second reason they wouldn't know when it would happen, they would they think it would the heel turn would happen on a big show. So what we done was we says to Dallas, um, it was when Stevie won the the zero G. It was a Florida victory tour. And Stevie won the Zero G title in London the night before, and we finished off the last night of the Flawless Victory Tour in the garage, right? And um, so on after the show on London, we and Stevie off says to Dallas, listen, we've got a, an idea, we want to kind of hit towards you. And he goes, what is it? And we go, we want to split up. And he just looks at his. Dallas <laughs> is thinking about the merch right <laughs> here. Dallas is thinking about the merch because you guys must have shifted a bit of merch. Aye, like, we did, right? Aye. So <laughs> Dallas is like, just fucking looking at his knees, went, What? And we went, I have a to split up, but listen to his, it's a, it's a good idea. And he's went, It better be a fucking good idea. And he went, Because <laughs> I'm out of here listening. So Stevie went, They're going to think that Blaze is going to be the one to turn on me, but what if we fucking just mind fuck room and I turn on David tomorrow night? At Flores victory because we were doing a two uh, a handicap match, me and Stevia against Wolfgang, right? Yeah. And Dallas went right, keep going. Anyway, Kaylee comes back because Kaylee was away at this point, so Kaylee comes back. She she goes for the rano on me. She's masked. She does a rano on me. Boom! I take the bump. Then I get up. She kicks me right in the stains. I'm on fucking bare knees. Stevia runs into the ring. She powders. She reveals it. Boom! Nak. The fucking go fuck yourself t-shirt. Everybody's losing their shit, man, right? Like, and I'm on my knees and I'm going, here we fucking go, right? <laughs> I am get goosebumps, man. And then um, the next minute, Dallas went like, no, Stevie went like to Dallas. <clears throat> he went, and then the next minute, he says, I grabbed Davy, boom. And he says, I'll just fucking give him the Canadian Destroyer, right? And Dallas went, just cuddled his man, they went, you are my boys, you are so grown up. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so the next night, boom, it happens. Kelly, like Kelly's masked, Kelly Ray's masked. She does the fucking run on me. I got up, she puts me in the stains. I collapse, I'm on my knees. Stevie comes in, fucking boom. She reveals herself, part of the NAK. Then Stevie grabs me, and I mean, the fans that must have left that night in the garage were like a fucking stroke or something, man, because. This was mental. You, you, if you watch it back in the footage, yeah. you see fans up the back like that, oh, like shaking my nigga got to the heart attack. <laughs> and then boom, I take this fucking dynamite Canadian destroyer. I'm just lying there. And it's like they all come into the ring and it's just, they're all just on the tapis. 
And it was just that moment, I just like, holy fuck, like yeah. the Bucky boys have just split up, man, like what? And then that's what kind of led us into the, like me coming up with like the hit list, Grinting if you'd be more, taking them out one by one, like kind of Quentin Tarantino style, like Kill yeah. Bill. Um, yeah. That was like the whole gimmick, by, uh, the whole gimmick behind that. And then boom, the big fucking payoff match was me and Stevie at the, they sold out 4,000 capacity of the Fear and Love and the SCCC yeah. show. And you won the Zero G Championship. I won the Zero right? G Championship. Aye. I mean, I, I mean, it's a great build. Eh? I mean, it, that, as far as when tag teams split up, that was just. I mean, the, and that's what you expect in a tag team split. Up. You expect <clears> that shock value, you know. And that, exactly. you know, you'd be surprised that ICW's biggest tag team got split up on a, like a. I wouldn't say a snap decision, but two days before. The uh, actual, that, that's that's <clears> the actual. Actual. You, So you you go from working. How difficult was it to make the transition from tagging back into a solo? wrestler in ICW because <coughs> I, I presumably you were working solo uh, like PBW and things like that but yeah. how difficult was that transition in an ICW arena? It wasn't it wasn't as like you know it, it, it wasn't as hard as what most people would think it's uh, you just need just to kind of your arse <coughs> a bit more <laughs> I, it's more or less you just need to kind of it's like a lot of people cause I was cause again I was like used to doing mere single stuff at the same time, I still tagging me, Stevie, like up and down the UK, even out in Europe. So it was like it didn't really bother me, because I knew like, how to, I knew how to like kind of like brand myself as a, a single wrestler. Like, I had my singles moves that I would do and sequences that I would do. So it was like it was easy. But I think if you're just a natural tag wrestler, and then you just make a swap from tag into singles, and you don't have any let's like, uh, sports. Or for whatever yeah. single wrestler would do, then you're up shit street. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like then you start your mind goes a hundred mile an hour. Where where it was me, I was just Davy Blaze. I was just Davy Boy. So it was into the single stuff. The B man was still with me, and we made it more comedy kind of stuff as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So it was like it, it played off fantastically. Um, so you you fell out of ICW for a wee while, didn't you? Aye. Aye, we, won't was, go, uh, we won't go into the details of why that no, happened. No, no. We won't go into the details of why <clears> that happened. It was basically, it was just like, you know, just personal reasons. I was just like in a dark fucking, I was just in a dark place. I was just fucking miserable. I was doing, um, I was drinking a lot and I was just like, no going to the gym the way I used to be. Yeah. And, do you know what I mean? I just like completely, like, my head was just right up my arse. Cut a long story short, I was just like, you know, boom, a big fucking like, situation happened and I had to leave and that yeah. was it. So what what was the switch then that you kind of got you out of you know the place you were at and uh, then you, then what was that kind of moment when you went right I need to get my head screwed yep. on and I had to get back in the gym and, and do whatever what well, when did that moment happen? Well, it was like obviously when that when that situation happened like I've I've got uh, I've got three nephews uh, right now currently I've got a, a niece or a nephew on the way um, there was just one day that I, I was just looking at myself man and I just went. I was just like looking at old memories and stuff like that and I just went fuck like for where I was and what I've done like and I surely fucking just let it slip man do you know what I mean like big time and then I was like my my nephews were staying here one night and I was just like playing the playstation and stuff like that like <clears throat> just having a laugh and then I went to my bed I woke up the next day and I went right finger at the arse I mean I'm an uncle man like what the fuck am I doing like I don't want for them to grow up and then look at old photos of me or footage of me and go Fuck my man, uncle David's like a fucking. He was this and he knew he's that. Like what the fuck? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So I was like, nah, I'm going to say it as a, like a better example. I'm going to fix things personally, and I'm going to go and apologise for all my fucking stuff professionally and everything else. 
and I did, and then boom, fucking, I was back at feeling loving. How, I mean, how, <coughs> how did that feel? I mean, because you obviously came out and did our, did the save for our good pal Grado. Aye, big Grado. Uh, I know, I know, he'd be thanking you. If he was <laughs> how did that moment feel, you know, when you've, you've been through all this and then you've come out the cut and, uh, you know, uh, Rab and Grado spoke about it because they were obviously <coughs> both working the show and said it was unbelievable. What, what That reaction that you got, how, how did that feel personally? It was fucking insane. Like I, I've, it's, it's it still sticks with me to this very day. I think it, I think it always will to the end of my days. Seriously, it was like I was holding back the tears so much. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was just like a pure overwhelming like join us to be back, like back, back and like my. It's like back with your family, <clears throat> isn't it? Back with my family, back with the fans. Where I'm meant to be, man. Do you know what I mean? And it was just the right like, time to return I, in the right place I, as well. Uh, it was just, it was just mental, man. It was crazy because when um, when Dallas fought me, like that, Dallas fought me and told me this on my twenty sixth birthday last year. So October eighth, I got the phone call, and he's like, "Mate, you're going to be coming back." And I went, "Like, I thought it was maybe like the square goal this year." So I'm like, "Ah, the square goal this year," because like, at this point I was in the gym beasting it, yeah. fucking bang, right? I've seen your Twitter, baby. <clears throat> ah, you're Aye. beasting it, alright. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> nah. Dallas went, no, you're going to be coming back at Fear and Loving this year. And I was like, no. He's like, ah, he's like, ah, mate, he's like, ah, we've all spoke over it. He went, you're going to be meeting Save on Grado and stuff like that. And I went, right, cool. I went, don't tell any of the boys that I'm coming back. And don't even put it online. He's like, ah, no, I know we're, he says, I know we're, we're, we're not going to put it online. And he's like, ah, but you should about KFM and the boys. And I went, ah, because I want the boys to have a good pop and all. And there's a video backstage. So we done this fucking thing video, right? It was like the the kind of the video that plays when it Gredo was getting a beating. Yeah. So I said to Dallas, I went, I want it to like kinda be like kinda dark and all that. I says because it my move my spear in the is the called the Sparrowhawk. I says I want this video to play and I went, I want a Sparrowhawk to fly on it. I says Air the Mountains and all that and Air the Highlands. And I says and I want I want it to go into the little city centre at daytime and then nighttime. And says that it's gonna come down like a fucking ramp or a hill, and I'm gonna be standing like kind of in the distance, and then it's gonna go here away, yeah, here away, <laughs> and then here we fucking go, and then it's I'm just gonna fucking it's gonna the camera guy's gonna come right into me, I'm gonna turn around, and there's my big fucking chin man like just looking down the <laughs> just looking down the camera lens, yeah, and Dallas uh, Dallas and Scott Reed man were fucking lit, we were all covered in goosebumps but I'm like this is going to be amazing yeah. this is going to be amazing and then because Grado didn't even know this was happening either no. did he because <clears> he, he, he told the story on, on the podcast Aye. that he was sitting in the ring and then he just had this big smile on him. Like he's obviously trying to sell kit and beating but he said he couldn't <clears> hold back this Aye. big smile when, when apparently because when I've said to Dallas the KFA water boys like Grado didn't even know this yeah. I like, think he knew someone was coming out to save him but he just didn't he, he know knew, who it was I think he knew somebody was coming out to save him but he didn't know who right so when I've like, when I've walked backstage all the boys are like you fucking Daniel and I went nah I'm on a show tonight and I went nah you're very good and I went nah I'm on a show tonight I went I'm making the saving Grado still didn't believe me and then the next minute because I didn't see Grado at this point uh, I think I just said hello to him and that was it but it was the conversation of what you doing here blah 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 but apparently there's there's footage of Grado getting an absolute fucking down he's selling right and boom that happens the, the, the rave music plays and everybody's losing their shit there's a video backstage and we going to my nut 
behind the curtain, right? <laughs> and then you just see all the locker room behind me going off there and that. Um, but apparently there's footage of Grado, like when this happens, the rave music plays and Grado goes like that into the camera. Here we fucking go! <laughs> <laughs> I would have put it past them. Uh, so, made the comeback, and then last month, it's full circle, you and Stevie back together uh, at the garage. Aye. How the, <clears throat> how did that feel, just being like you and Stevie being back together with a wee man coming out? <clears throat> Obviously, the music's changed slightly, aye, you know, aye. but um, how, how did that feel then going from feeling into, into that into that it's, it was even it was even mentaler yeah because I, mean, Steve, <coughs> I mean Stevie in the meantime has been you know won the, the big bell and aye. you know it's, I must have been one hand lost the big bell yeah one aye, it's, it's bell, fucking yeah. it, was, it was mentally it was, I was, it's pure nostalgia talk right but I was backstage and I'm I'm putting on I'm putting on the red fucking like the red Adidas shorts. Please tell me they're the same ones you used the, to use, or did you have to go no, and buy new ones? They're the same ones. Yeah, they're the Yo, same uh, ones. Baby, the way, the way you bulked up, there's no chance. <laughs> oh, the tracksuits make they're elastic. It's fine. They, they are the same ones. Trust really? me, right? Because um, they're for joggy bottoms, so you just Aye. I've just cut the bottom of them, so they're all yeah. baggy, right? Yeah. <clears throat> but they're the same ones, right? And um, I got I'm I'm putting on uh, the fucking it was the shorts that got me, right? I'm, I'm and then it's boom, slasher hat goes on. I'm just I'm I'm looking at Wolfgang and I'm like ah. I can't believe I'm fucking wearing this. And like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, it just feels it feels yeah. mental. Like, it feels crazy. And then I'm I'm looking at Stevie. Stevie's in his gear. And I'm like, ah, this is fucking. This is weird, man. Like, this is. It was just goosebumps all the way. Yeah. And then boom, the music plays. I go first. Stevie comes out. The the place is just fucking losing it, right? And then the wee man comes out. He gets a big massive pop. Yeah, he did. And then it was like for there, boom, the comedy nostalgia fucking starts. He starts, he's fucking ripping the fuck out of people. And I, lo- I was just constantly smiling. Like, I was just, like, I was like, yes, this is happening, yes. <laughs> it does kind of feel like the young team were inadvertently built to be the Bucky Boys' greatest uh, greatest enemy, sorry, aye, isn't it? Aye, 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 just the, the line is like, we, we man goes, uh, we've even got cosplayers, yeah, man, yeah, 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 throw it. It was, uh, what was it? What, what was the lady says about getting diddy rides after cousin he says <laughs> aye, aye, aye. Uh, he says are you going me that guy off of Jay's because you also get diddy rides after your cousin it's <laughs> <laughs> fucking great uh, that know. must be one of the hardest parts of the Bucky Boy gimmick is trying to hold your face oh, straight while we man's but doing the entrance like. but that's the thing like, don't get me in at some points in the past like when we're when we're, when we're, we're in serious storylines and uh, he, like, it's a big payoff match I'm meant to be serious He's just got this pattern, man. Aye. There's points on me, Steve. You're standing there, make it look pure serious. We need to go like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, is is that are we going to see some more of you boys together? Or is it oh, just one off? <clears throat> no, you're, you're going to see his man. Like, we're back together, but we've still got urine things that we need to do. But listen, we're family. Family never leaves each other. Bucky's fucker than blood. So, <laughs> just fucking. I think everybody should just be aware that the Bucky Boys are back. Until the next time you turn the, the Until the next time you need to fuck somebody up. Uh, fear low the next year. <laughs> Let's get Damien and Stevie booked in for that. Um, listen, thanks for coming in, David. Really appreciate your time. Before you go, I need to ask you, though. Take me out. Ah, fucking you. It's going to take me out. <laughs> fucking you. Right, what's, what's, I didn't know this. He did send me the video earlier. <laughs> and yeah, yeah it was class. Well played. I'm, I'm guessing a lot of people now know that you were on take I'm, me out. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you, right? You see, because I've been doing, I've been doing podcasts recently, right? So this is like my third one that I've done re- like recently since I've came back, right? 
This the the best one as well. Aye, this, uh, this, oh, this course, this is the best one. This is wrestling. He says that every time. <laughs> this, uh, every time, just just different names. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, that that salmon, pink salmon soup. Mate, they were talk even, us through that. They, they were not even my clays. Give me a you before you go out and all these things. Mate, I was I was fear to move. I was fear to move in the clays. They weren't even mine. <laughs> there was there was somebody else's clays. This is a this is honestly what happened, right? So through the email, they were talking to me and stuff like that, and they, we were sorting out things for the VT, right? Because uh, kids fight the the uh, cut a bit on the aye, VT and aye. stuff. He, yeah. wanted, he wanted to fucking slag me off, <laughs> and uh, he was like, "He's a lovely guy." Uh, and aye, all that sort of stuff. But he, it was funny, right? Because on the day, right, uh, uh, it was it was hilarious, right? I, I don't know if Dallas has fucking spoke to you about this, but um, they go like that to me, right? Because I've made I made up so many lies. <laughs> Right, saying that I could do bush topery, break dancing, and I used to do graffiti with Banksy. Right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding. I'm not even I'm fucking raging. I'm like, I'm pure shit at us. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to draw a love out, right? A five year old could have done better, mate. And uh, I fucking. I, f- I fucked up the bush topery and all, man. It was like eight in the morning. They had me out in the, my back garden. With these two bushes for like B and Q, and they were going like to me, right? We start like three, two, one, action! I mean, they had this big spotlight on his man. I'm, a, I'm in my mom's dressing room, at the back, fucking me a pair of shears. The neighbours are out and all. The neighbours are like, "Go, Davy, go!" I'm like, <laughs> I'm like "What? I get to fuck, man? Like he's all putting me off." They're like, "Cut, cut!" They're like, "David, you can't swear." Like, you need to go. I'm like, ah, "Fucking!" I'm like, "I'm like, I'm going to move, man." Like, so the neighbours are all away, man. They're at the cups of tea, you know, that night off. What a laugh I gave them. So I've started, like, they told me to, like, cut this bush uh, into, like, a love hat. And I, I must have cut it into, like, a fucking pair of boys or something like that, man. It was just, <laughs> it was just hideous. Um, and they turned me in and told me for coming down to the show to bring, like, kind of four, uh, four items of clothing, four different kind of styles, right? I've tried different known for them. They're like, ah, no, that's going to clash on telly. And I'm like, no, it's not going to clash when you're telling because I've already sent you the pictures and you confirmed that that was fine. And I'm not even kidding you on that there was a boy stoning to my left hand side of me that was a lot smaller than me, wearing the fucking pink salmon blazer, <laughs> the black skinny jeans and the, the white and grey polo t-shirt. The only thing that I had on that was mine was my fucking shoes. And my socks and my boxers, right? So was it like one of the like the guys interviewing you to set the I, thing up's clothes or something I, like that? No, it was one of the boys that was not meant to be on that to get chucked off the show. Uh, so because okay. he wasn't on the show, I had to wear his clothes. <laughs> so I went, I went, guys, I I can't fit into his clothes, and they went, you're wearing them or you're not going on the show. And I went, mate, need your clothes. <laughs> uh, honestly, mate, it was like Arnold Scott's like, I need your boots, your clothes, your motorcycle. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, need your fucking clothes, mate. I'm going this. So. I'm in the toilet, I put this guy's clothes on, man, and I'm literally, mate, I could I could hear the fucking stitching in his jacket burst, right? <laughs> and I'm <laughs> I'm on this lift, and the guy's laughing at me. I'm like, this guy, man, I'm like, mate, I think I'm going to take a heart attack. He's like, no, you're fine, mate. And I could just hear Paddy going, single man, reveal yourself. So it was running the MC and Aerosmith, walk this way, it starts playing, right? The lift starts going down, but I'm trying to hold on to the boys. I'm, right, I'm trying to hold on to the woman. I'm like, ah, I'm not fucking in. And the guy's like, he's like, mate, just dance. So I've just, I've just started like fucking dance like uh, fucking John Travolta in uh, my thumbnail at uh, Philip Fiction, mate. And uh, 
fucking the lift goes down, man, and I've, I go I go to get out the lift and swing my right arm up like that to go, come on, and I just hear, <laughs> oh, man, I've just ripped this gun's jacket. <laughs> so that's how when you see me like, on, on the YouTube episode, I'm just stoning, like with my arms crossed in front of me because of the stitching is <laughs> all popping out of the back. Brilliant. I was like, fuck, man, I've just ripped this guy's jacket. <laughs> well, we'll definitely not be putting up that on our uh, Wrestling Daft Facebook page. We'll not do that at all. <laughs> not be doing that it's not as all. if you shared photo ra- uh, videos of Grado dancing around the hotel room to various wrestlers' entrances or anything. Listen, David, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for coming in. No worries. Thanks for having me, guys. No worries. Thank you very much. So that's it. I think this should be our last one, Alex. Uh, the big man. Well, here's hoping. I'm sure Twitter will be I, very I'm, happy I'm about that. I'm pretty sure the, the who was it, Steve O on Twitter and all this people that were calling us post Jason. They'll be delighted to hear this. Uh, Robin Gradle back next week. Hit that countdown. So Robin Gradle back next week. Hopefully on this show. Really looking forward to having them back in the studio and hearing about Gradle soup. Oh, I'm sure Greg is going to tell you all about his most recent colonoscopy as well. Yeah, plus we've got to find out he ended up meeting Carl Anderson in Vegas. We've got to get that story out of him. <laughs> um, but yeah, thanks very much for listening over the last couple of weeks and sticking with us. Uh, thanks very much to Davy Boy for coming in. It was really good chatting with him. Uh, before we go, we've got to tell the award a listener of the week. We've got to put the strap on someone this week. And I have to say... I've- I think there's only one man for the job this week, I've John. And to- I think he's continuing your favourite segment. Yeah, I've got to say thank you, Alistair Dunlop who humours me by sending wrestlers meet bands every week. It always puts a smile on my face. So, Alistair Dunlop, you are our Wrestling Daft champion this week. Congratulations, sir. Um, that's it for Wrestling Daft for another week, episode 15. Uh, Rab and Gradle back next week. Remember, get onto Apple, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Thank you, Alex. Thank you for having us, guys. Peace out. Cheers. It's yourself. This is... Four Network.